0: It begins with Pyrrhus, the rugged Pyrrhus, he whose sable arms, black as his purpose, did the night resemble, when he lay couched in the ominous horse. Hath now this dread and black complexion smeared with heraldry more dismal?
1: camp i'm zach powers and this is stage of fools the unofficial royals podcast tonight we'll be discussing
0: season four episode four black as his purpose did the night
1: resemble a total blackout in london sparks chaos willow's feelings for robert are revealed eleanor opens the palace to the public and jasper finds himself in the middle of a riot
0: So, just to give our listeners a little peek behind the curtain, uh, Zach and I were asking ourselves one question this week. One question over and over. We
1: didn't ask ourselves. We asked the cat (laughs) consistently, and she never had an answer.
0: We asked ourselves slash the cat, because she's a mirror unto ourselves, why was there a blackout? And... We watched this whole episode this week about the blackout, and it was very entertaining. But I gotta say, I still have no idea why was there a blackout.
1: There's possible reasons why there might have been a blackout, but none of them were explicitly stated to be the reason for the blackout. And all seemed very reliant on things to go... Exactly as they did, including for the populace of London to lose their shit in record time over a blackout.
0: Yeah, like it only took a couple of hours for them to completely turn on each other and for South London basically to become District
1: 9. It was the purge. It was 28 days later. Chaos. And at the beginning of the episode, they state the blackout has been going on for two hours. Which for most people, ninety-nine point five percent of the population, if there's a blackout in your home for two hours, it's annoying and that's about it.
0: Do they state that it's two hours? That was just my estimation of At about how the beginning how long of in.
1: the episode he says it's been two hours. When he's oh talking to God. the prime minister.
0: This show has a poor opinion of Londoners.
1: Um Regardless, uh yeah, we're here. With episode 404, back with the long-ass titles.
0: <laughs> episode
1: if, if we were to ever have a lost episode, episode 404, that would be appropriate.
0: I can't believe I stuck the landing with the title on the first try. I often have to redo it many, many times.
1: Well... I guess you're becoming a professional, finally, after all these years.
0: (laughs) Just in time for the podcast to end. And what did I ever get out of this podcast?
1: Yeah, well, I guess this show has defied our expectations and survived this long before, but I just, I don't see. The the, the tunnel is as black as the blackout on this season, I think.
0: (laughs) I really enjoyed this episode. I can't pretend otherwise. It kind of... Had what I want from a Royals episode. Uh, it was, you know, lots of silly stuff happened. We got a lot of tertiary characters popping off. There was some stuff that didn't really completely track or make sense. Like I would go so far as to say any one reason that could be the reason for the blackout there were like things in the episode that would contradict that no matter which one you choose.
1: Well, as with every episode of the Royal, it doesn't make any sense. Um,
0: the Royal, which Royal,
1: uh, Leo, uh, uh, probably Eleanor, I guess. Um, we'll get
0: to that because I'm starting to think the show is trying to point us in that direction too.
1: But, uh, yeah. So obviously the, it didn't make any sense. Nothing that happened made sense, but it was relatively entertaining. Um, nonetheless, uh, more so than I think, Probably the the most entertaining of this season so far, um, certainly since the premiere.
0: Yeah, we haven't really had like a big set piece yet this season because a lot of times on a Good Royals episode, there'll be like a party or an event or a vacation or something to kind of, you know, create reasons for different combinations of characters to interact with each other. And in this case, it's the blackout and it kind of... It creates a chance to bring a new character on board, but I also just enjoyed having kind of different combinations of characters, like Willow and Eleanor have never really had that much to do with each other, and they got to spend this episode together, so, you know, it was nice to see the girls, uh, who are- They have a plot, this episode, where they're bringing people into the palace during the blackout. It was nice to see them have something to do that wasn't completely dependent on their romantic relationships. Although, of Uh, course, they took the time to talk about their romantic relationships, and it ended with them reaffirming each other's romantic relationships.
1: And also, this episode saw some of our predictions. Some, based on very little evidence, come to pass... Because we're apparently able to read this show just that accurately now.
0: We do at least attempt to pay attention and do a good job with continuity. Maybe more so than the writers of the show itself at times.
1: Well, just as I positioned that the multiple references to Domino and Duchy might foreshadow her return, uh, I also told Shannon after we watched this episode that I think a couple references in this episode may foreshadow a separate character's return that she is less, will be less excited about.
0: I'm already rolling my eyes. Spoiler alert, she's one of my beloved semi-professional women who wears a fetish outfit for her job. But we'll get into that. I mean, I think first things first, we got to dive into this blackout.
1: They have been, I will say- have been flirting with it. If this is the final season, I will give them this. They have been doing a good job of bringing back people from the past that I did not expect to ever see again. Even for, like, okay, that reporter that we didn't like from season three, I never thought we'd see her again, but she was there. And, in fact, besides the character we've already strongly implied returns, another character who I did not expect to return also shows up again in this episode who hasn't been around for like two years, One, Rachel the assistant.
0: Was she not on last season?
1: I don't think, was she on last season? I feel like she
0: was. Rachel, okay, so for the uninitiated, Rachel is Helena's like assistant slash sort of head of household, I guess, in a way. Before Spencer, well, did Spencer replace her? Spencer replaced her. This is very confusing. Anyway, she's also a highly successful dominatrix who has a lot of very powerful men among her clientele and she's just openly a dominatrix while working as a member of the palace staff
1: if she was on at all last season it was in the early episodes of last.
0: she's basically a feminist icon
1: and i i did assume that character was gone forever
0: yeah it's weird. They've always used her as a way of just getting out like weird jokes about sex work and women dominating men sexually, which isn't necessarily f- just funny. So, you know, it's a Mark Schwann show. We still got that created by Mark Schwann the, title card I will say she, she didn't
1: do that in this episode. She didn't do much in this episode. She just kind of like uh, took care of some perfunctory stuff.
0: She looked great. She has bangs now. So, you know, I approve.
1: Uh, okay. So when last we left our heroes, <laughs> there was a blackout.
0: Robert was counting down to a blackout. I think that's very important to say.
1: Right. So it's clearly a blackout that Robert had, unless the highest of coincidences, and Robert was just (laughs) counting down to a separate incident and was unsurprised by the corresponding blackout. Um, Robert clearly had foreknowledge of this blackout. And it seems as though in the two hours, that's the length of a normal film, if someone was at uh, a cinema with a generator during this blackout, they would be unawares that it occurred until they stepped outside. Um, so, uh, yeah, this the ta- the city has gone to hell. Specifically, the uh, nefarious, ill-reputed South Side.
0: South London. Yeah, they act like South London and North London are two completely different cities joined by a bridge, which isn't really the case. Like, it's like any other huge city. There are a bunch of different, you know, boroughs and neighborhoods, whatever you want to call it. It
1: has the town complexity of other trashy show currently on the air Riverdale. <laughs> In terms of there's the north side, which is good, and south side, which is dangerous, and there's criminals and such. The
0: royals wishes it was Riverdale.
1: Well, regardless, um, the prime minister is remind reminds Robert that... Uh, in such a scenario as this, he is but a figurehead and does not wield any actual political or emergency powers. Which That's is true in all accurate.
0: situations, not just this th- situation. That's always true.
1: Well, Robert wants to do some shit, and the prime minister is like, "I'm the prime minister. We're informed. We don't see the prime minister. We're informed she's a lady. Do not know if it will be the the professional sexy wear prime minister." The
0: Deputy Prime Minister. Deputy Prime
1: Minister. But I wouldn't be totally surprised if they brought her back, because they're just bringing everybody back. Yeah,
0: it's like everyone gets to take a victory lap, which I'm here for. Honestly, the writing let the actors down, but for the most part, the actors on this show have always done their best to turn in, you know, strong performances. So I don't begrudge anyone, you know, a paycheck and a chance to have their curtain calls, so to speak. I'm mixing my theater metaphors as a rule.
1: Well, our characters are in uh, different predicaments. Um,
0: Well, Robert just throws on a leather jacket and is like, peace, I'm the king. I'm heading out without any bodyguards, just like my daddy would. Bye-bye. And goes to roam the streets. They never make it super clear what he's doing. Yeah, they,
1: they also act like, they say, do they say, I think they say it's the middle... Of a heat wave when the blackout occurs, though that is not reflected by any person's dress in the entire episode.
0: I don't know. The girls are wearing, like basically sundresses or skirts and tank tops. We'll get to what Sarah Alice is wearing because it literally made me scream with joy and was my favorite moment of the episode. That is because
1: in all conditions, they have the women in this series dress in... As scantily clad as
0: possible. But then Robert is wearing a double-breasted wool vest underneath a leather jacket, so he's insulated.
1: And the people extras are dressed like it's... Like a...
0: a crisp fall day. Yeah,
1: like maybe an early summer's evening.
0: There was one guy who was like in the front of a mob. He was an extra with his arms crossed, with his arms crossed over his chest, either nodding if he liked what he heard or shaking his head if no, he didn't like it.
1: Well, he's the audience surrogate. That's how we <laughs> at, at Stage of Fools HQ in lovely Chicago, <laughs> Illinois, when we watch the episodes, we are always either nodding our heads approvingly or shaking our heads disparagingly at the episode at all times
0: except for those times when i'm writhing around on the ground foaming at the mouth and speaking in tongues because i've come completely unhinged
1: um, <laughs>
0: and this week was one of those times
1: robert goes out to take action jasper but
0: what action
1: i don't well I, I i don't really understand it but um <laughs> jasper meanwhile is stuck in a in an ambulance uh, in the middle of the blackout.
0: And he is strapped to this gurney. They've got his arms, like, strapped down. As soon as the ambulance comes across a riot, the ambulance driver they and don't, paramedic abandon him.
1: They don't... What happens is the ambulance <coughs> is stopped on a road and some people come up from, like, far in the distance. They're walking towards the ambulance like a, a, a crowd or a mob. And instantaneously, both of the ambulance drivers abandoned the ambulance and Jasper.
0: Okay, and I feel like it's really important to establish this for other parts of the episode too. Because I think at one point, the episode itself even makes reference to it. Jasper is right now one of the most famous people in the entire country. As he would be. Like, that makes perfect sense. Everyone would recognize him from having saved The king's life and becoming kind of this media darling because he's like this young hot guy with his secret love and all that so it's weird to me also that the paramedics would abandon someone who's not just a patient but a very high profile patient who is connected to the palace not that if he weren't it would make it better to abandon
1: i don't yeah i mean i'm not entirely clear there's no indication offhand i guess that these people are even really in danger like i don't know why the mob would just be like murder immediately now like even if they wanted to raid the ambulance like probably they could be like just don't hurt the dude in the ambulance you can take the shit on the ambulance but whatever these guys are huge cowards who picked the wrong career because they're supposed to be EMTs. (laughs) But um, the crowd starts shaking the ambulance and it seems like Jasper is going to get 28 days latered for no reason.
0: I wish.
1: Um, But... Is there gunshots or a car honking? Or is there just, like, a light that scares people away? Like, they're fucking the monsters from, uh, that Wilson I am legend.
0: I want to say there's gunshots, but I might just be giving the show too much credit, honestly. I, I like, have no clear memory of that.
1: I feel like there's a little bit of shouting and you see, like, a bright light waving around. Like, these people are, like, gremlins. <laughs> and the bright light frightens them away. But Ow. anyways, uh... In Instead of a mob coming in through the back of the ambulance, who should arrive, but Jasper's dad, who dispersed this mob somehow.
0: I have a theory that this actor is a British actor, like Tom Austin, playing American, but unlike Tom Austin, he's doing a very bad job with his accent because his British accent keeps slipping through in his dialogue. Uh, and his accent will especially come into play Uh. by the end of the episode, but he does look like he could be Tom Austin's deadbeat dad. Like he's, it's, he's well cast in that sense. And he's a good
1: actor. Although I I do think that if I were to like just looking at him the way he kind of looks to me, like the kind of character actor who would play like a burned out, like Keith Richards rock star kind of type, like that's what he looks like to me. Um,
0: yeah, he's kind of cool, but he also looks terrible, you know? Or maybe like dried like, out.
1: Poor man's Bill Nike
0: Yeah, Bill Nike who's fallen on hard times.
1: Yeah. Uh anyways, uh so Jasper's dad is there for reasons. Like how Jasper's dad knew Jasper was here in this ambulance in the middle of a blackout. Does he know about the blackout? Why was there a blackout? <laughs>
0: Why was there a blackout? We're just going to keep... That's our refrain, our sad, sad refrain.
1: The fact that Robert, who swiftly left uh, the, the, the palace, the fact that his first stop was also the ambulance. The
0: exact spot where the ambulance stopped. Like, was there a tracking device in it that they have an app for?
1: Well, Robert also goes to the ambulance, but by that time... Jasper has left with his father because uh, his father has concluded Jasper is unable to cross the city to the palace on foot by himself because. He is momentarily in pain and never again for the rest of the episode.
0: Yeah, so it's very much like, do we want him to be in pain in the moment or not? Because he can't put on a shirt by himself, but he has had sex standing up since being shot.
1: (laughs) He gets about (laughs) 30, he walks 30 feet from the ambulance and he's like, oh, this walking. And then he walks for several more miles and never has any more problems.
0: Yeah, and like travels down into the tunnels beneath the palace, as people are wont to do on the royals and speaking of tunnels underneath the palace the blackout left uh helena and cyrus trapped in the royal wine cellar because it has like an electronic gate that is basically like dungeon style it's completely impenetrable if and it's operated no electronically yeah that actually makes sense that doesn't that doesn't seem totally surprising all seems like there'd be emergency I,
1: I the only thing i don't way. believe is that the people who inhabit this palace, I don't believe they would allow for the wine cellar to be cut off in the event of a blackout.
0: <laughs> well, it's not just Helena and Cyrus down there, it turns out, because Helena's mother, the murderer, Duchy, is also there. Duchy is played by Joan Collins from Dynasty, and she is fabulous. Now,
1: why Duchy? Came back to the palace, got past the guards, and then immediately went to the wine cellar? Unclear.
0: Isn't she with Cyrus? Like, chilling? Doesn't Did she bring I think, her down there? I feel
1: like she's startled. I think they both are startled by her, but maybe you're right. Uh, maybe Cyrus is only startled by her because he forgot she was there? Cyrus just wants to drink
0: himself into a stupor because he found out his cancer is in remission, and he's really depressed and miserable, so I guess he just wanted to die?
1: Because he feels like he lost the crown and first of a couple of references to Violet.
0: Yeah, call me when Prudence and his son show back up.
1: Yeah, that shit ain't. That was a thing, yeah.
0: I don't think they'll ever mention Maribel and Penelope.
1: They did mention them in this episode. Did they? Uh huh. When? Um, because Helena was talking about, he was talking about how, uh, He'd never felt actually, like, love and care for another person before, and Helena was like, well, what about those inbred children of yours? And Cyrus is like, I don't even know if they're mine. And Helena's like, they're deafeners.
0: Yeah, Helena's right on that front. Uh, I was so thrilled to see this combination of characters together because... Each of them is obviously pretty much exclusively out for themselves and they really don't do well when they're inserted into very serious or emotional plot lines. You kind of have to let them be their campy like soap opera selves. So it was actually perfect to ship them off to their own little bottle episode this time.
1: Although we are supposed to believe Helena is less of a sociopath than the others. This is probably the lightest storyline. So let's just roll through it. Um, Cyrus decides... uh, to celebrate slash mourn. commit mourn his the fact that his cancer story they decided his cancer storyline wasn't going anywhere finally and got rid of it. Um, he's going to drink an entire bottle of tequila and the worm at the bottom, which he proceeds to do with the help of Dutchie and Helena, who in- initially refuses, but we all know Helena is going to have some fucking tequila.
0: Her mom starts insulting her, and one of the things she talks about is Helena's quote unquote hospitable loins, and then Helena is like, oh, okay. Pass me that Mezcal or whatever it is. And they're drinking the tequila or whatever it is out of, I just don't know anything about alcohol, out of teacups, which I thought was cute.
1: Yeah, the one with the worm in it is, in fact, tequila. Okay. Um, but I don't know,
0: guys. I don't know. I just drink cheap wine until I get sick.
1: They After they finish the bottle, which they do in record time, of course, uh, Cyrus decides, we're going to play Truth or Dare. But really, it's just truth. There is no daring.
0: Really, it's just sad confessions. Yeah, it's... Drunk sad confessions. Which is
1: probably par for the course for this family's version of truth or dare.
0: (laughs) That's what everyone does when they're drunk. You don't need to make a game out of it.
1: So, um, they spin the bottle and Cyrus talks about how he misses Violet again. But he sort of
0: doesn't because it's easier not to care about anyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's Um, what he
0: says. I'm not a complete sociopath.
1: Um... Dutchie talks about how uh, she never intended to kill Domino.
0: I'm shaking my head, just like Zach said I would. Okay, if she didn't intend to kill Domino, what does she intend to do? Horribly maim her? Figure that Simon wouldn't love a disabled girl or a disfigured girl?
1: Or maybe, I mean, the best case scenario is she was like Scooby-Doo villain style trying to scare her off. But I don't know how that would work.
0: If you're just jumping in, which... I don't think anyone is, um, or you need a refresher. Duchy poisoned Helena's romantic rival's horse, and the horse threw her, and she was killed.
1: Maybe, maybe she was trying to, like Godfather style, just kill the her? horse.
0: Oh, well, then how would that get Dominique away from Simon?
1: I don't know. Like, I, I assume that theory it would be in theory like in the Godfather. Meant to be taken as a warning.
0: Okay, that makes sense. That was what I was thinking, but also her, like, being on the fucked up horse would be a warning.
1: Yeah, so maybe she didn't intend for the poison to, her to ride the horse that day, or, like, she fucked up the poison amount, and so the horse bucked her, but the intention was just for her to I don't
0: die. believe it. I don't buy it for a second. Well, I'm
1: gonna, let me actually take the counter point here for just a second. Would and you say, say that you'd this. play devil's advocate? Sure. <laughs> I'll play duchy's advocate for a moment. Oh, I'll give it to you. Poisoning a horse in the hopes that it throws a rider and kills her is a very, very dumb, bad way to try and kill someone.
0: But it's very aristocratic, darling. Mm,
1: but it's also dumb and bad and not how you would try to kill somebody.
0: Not how I Listen. would try to kill somebody.
1: Yeah, I, if I were poisoning a horse prior to seeing the royals, not that I would poison a horse, but in this hypothetical scenario where I was horse poisoner, I would not consider the idea that the horse would respond by bucking so violently that the rider would be thrown and killed. I would think that the horse would just possibly fall over and hurt their leg, but I I don't know. I think they don't want Dutchie to be a straight, full-on murderer. Although, when, um... <sighs> (sighs) When when Dutchie says, well, that's all water under the bridge, Cyrus says, that's where I dumped Domino's brother. And they both laugh. I
0: know. And Helena's like, it's messed up that you can say that so easily. And they're both like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're sad. We're sad. But no one's buying it. Cyrus just loved making his joke about dumping an actual dead body.
1: Yeah. One that he definitely did murder. He didn't poison the fucking horse. He poisoned the dude.
0: Well, the only potentially important things that happened down there, besides like just, I guess, some character development for these three, although I don't know how necessary that is at this point. Um, Duchy films Cyrus and Helena. Potentially, it looked to us like she was uh, filming them when they were having some of these confessions, and uh, I, that could definitely turn up. Yeah, I. Because I, I, they I, filmed her.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm somewhat dubious about that because. Yeah, there is film of Duchy confessing a murder from season two, but um, anyway, I I, I don't think they said anything salacious enough for that film to come up, and they also say the reason that she was playing on her phone is she was writing erotica to her new Italian lover.
0: And that does come into play, but I think it could be both.
1: But uh, yeah, uh, uh, as I quipped at the time, my Duchy wrote a porno on the royals. That's a popular, that's a play on a popular English podcast.
0: My dad wrote a porno. If you haven't already listened to it, listen to that and just like enjoy listening to a podcast that's good for once. Uh, anyway, that's pretty much everything that's going on with them for let's now. Let's put talk, a pin in that.
1: Let's talk about Liam's sad dinner.
0: Uh let's just get through this so we can get to Eleanor and Willow and my beloved Sarah Alice.
1: Uh, Liam gets a text message, maybe? I think he... Uh, at the beginning episode he's like i'm i think he kind of tries to bridge the gap with robert but then he gets a text message or maybe that's the that's the end but he kind of gets a text message and uh it's
0: greta yes
1: greta and greta is at her house she's already kind of drunk she's got one lit candle
0: pretty drunk (laughs)
1: um she looks disconnected and drunk uh she has one lit candle they make a point that she doesn't have a lighter but she has a lit candle it doesn't make any fucking sense but that's not important also they have a sad dinner
0: the whole episode is so well lit with candles like honestly everyone should be on fire from how bright it is in their apartments just based on the candles
1: it's uh the most awkward dinner since the phantom thread um (laughs) nobody is talking to each other uh not really and then
0: But Liam is such a dumbass, he doesn't seem to realize that the other shoe is about to drop and, like, she knows. Like, she takes her shirt off and he's like, ayo, I'm ready to go. And then she's like, so are we going to be in a relationship for real? Or were you just with me to get to my father's computer? Because obviously he's a rich Guy who works in finance, he has, like, security cameras. And I mean rich, like, uber, uber rich. He had security cameras in his office protecting that sensitive information that had motion detectors. The cameras caught Liam, and of course, her asshole father gleefully showed Greta the footage of him downloading stuff on his computer.
1: Yeah, uh, she makes it a point to say that the father clearly took joy in her pain at learning that... Because this character is like a full-blown sociopath, as about 50% of the characters on this show are.
0: Her dad, not Greta. Yeah. There's a more interesting show, like a Tracy, no, not even a show, like a Tracy Let's Play about family discontent hiding inside of the royals about this family and how the death of L- just tore them apart.
1: Anyways, Liam says some sad shit about like, well, what I said about you, I really meant, and then he leaves.
0: He's such an asshole. At one point in the episode, Cyrus says, like, Robert's a jerk, Eleanor's a slut, which I object to. She's just sexually liberated. But then Cyrus calls Liam a moron. I'm like, yeah.
1: (laughs) Pretty Um, much. The only other thing Liam does this episode, it's pretty Liam light, is uh, at the end of the episode, he's like, I'm sorry, Robert, I should have told you about Catherine.
0: And then Robert's like, do you still have feelings for her? And Liam's like, I don't know. I don't think they're ever going to bring her back for another episode. He walks out. Yeah, that's weird. That was the line. Yeah, he looked right into the camera and said, I'm I'm sorry she's working on another project. I don't think she's coming back.
1: We didn't sign her for any more episodes and we're probably not getting a season five. So no.
0: And we know you miss Angie, too, but it's just she's gone. She was on that sexy Shakespeare show, and we thought we were sexy Shakespeare, but apparently not sexy Shakespeare enough for her.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and guess that uh, this is uh, a wrap on Greta, probably.
0: Yeah, I was actually shocked. Like, I've gone on about this before. They even got this actress for the episodes or four episodes, however many it was. Um, But yeah, I think at one point Liam also, like, sees on his phone that Robert's response to the blackout, which we'll get to, is very, very popular and that it might also be a factor in him deciding to apologize.
1: Yeah, maybe he is coming to the conclusion that he was more paranoid than he ought to have which from his perspective which from any reasonable person with the amount of information that Liam has is the correct perspective to come to.
0: I mean the thing is the show wants to be mysterious, but it ends up just being vague because I, even we as the viewers right now are in a kind of limbo.
1: I wanna talk we'll talk about how they're playing this more when we talk about what Robert does during the blackout, but i think first let's catch up with uh with the gal pals hanging out at the palace
0: girls night it's a literal sleepover so uh in eleanor's own like proclamation i guess she's the reigning monarch of the palace while robert is out roaming the streets
1: and helena is locked in the basement
0: James. Well, they don't and know where she Liam is. Liam
1: is having a sad dinner.
0: James Hill objects strongly because he's the smartest character slash only smart character on the show.
1: It's the well, James Hill, as we have noted before, and this is a uh, long time listeners may remember. Uh, he is scores the highest uh, on the uh, Marcus. Marcus access, yeah, of uh, intelligence and competency.
0: I think it's just sanity and competency. Okay. I don't even think we got to intelligence. I think you just had to have a baseline hold on reality. Okay. Because no one else does.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah, so obviously James Hill rightfully objects. Eleanor objects to his objection. She's down in the tunnels with Willow, Rosie, her bodyguard, who is actually growing on me so much this season, mostly because she has magical powers and can walk through walls. And Sarah Alice. Hello, hello, hello. It's me, Sarah Alice. Alice, and Sarah Alice is wearing a little what? short huh? romper sailor suit. It's me,
1: it's me, Maritime Sarah
0: Alice. <laughs> ahoy, 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 it's me, Just Sarah Alice. Just stopping into the port for a wee fortnight's rest. What's all this? Then I'm in a sailor suit. Uh, uh, regardless.
1: I <laughs> um, accent.
0: Gets worse every episode. They also
1: explicitly (laughs) reference zombie movies when Eleanor says, Watch out, Sarah Alice, because the zombies are coming for you.
0: Yeah, poor Sarah Alice is scared of, quote, monsters, ghosts, and witches. Eleanor tells her only that monsters aren't real, encourages her fear of ghosts, and then tells her the horde of people approaching the palace are zombies.
1: She gets over it, I guess, pretty quick.
0: Then they take her down into the dark tunnels, but there's Sarah
1: Alice remembers she's a child god and is like, oh, I, I fear not the zombie.
0: <laughs> she is like the little Pied Piper who brings all the people into the palace because- uh, they, I'm just gonna give you the abridged version, because honestly, there's a lot of chat, but not that much actually happens. Yeah. They let the very small mob of people in at the palace gates. It's like 50 people. Eleanor is all, they're coming to us because we're their family. Even though that has not necessarily been enforced to the show by any point since Simon hugged that little boy at Robert's funeral.
1: So, a few things. One... Rosie shoots a lock, which is weird. Oh, it's, I actually
0: loved that.
1: Uh, I feel like it was a little unnecessary, a little quick. But uh, there's a lock closing a gate in the, the tunnels that have been a well-used set. And she just shoots the chain open from, like, 50 feet away very quickly. She, like, full-on, like, James Bond opening credits when he turns and shoots the guy. Like, it's like that. Um, but How else are
0: you going to get through? They had no rock or brick to smash it with.
1: It frightens Sarah Alice.
0: Well... Rosie shoots the gun, like, right next to her little head. I know. It's like, the gun is at ear level with Sarah Alice.
1: Ideally, what Rosie would have done is said, well, I can shoot the lock open, and everyone could have said, oh, okay, we can now prepare for the sound of a gunshot.
0: (laughs) Instead, Rosie just instantaneously, without a second thought, shoots it open. Also, Eleanor often covers Sarah Alice's ears because of swear words. You imagine she would have covered them for a gunshot.
1: But, uh, anyways, uh, so... They,
0: they let the people in at the gates right. and then use, like, rave-style glowy neon bracelets to light the way. Sarah Alice is, like, a mirthful little pan skipping along in her sailor suit scattering the neon bands.
1: So, yeah, she has, like, a full rave situation going on. She has a billion bands wrapped around her neck and arms that are, like, glow sticks, <laughs> like she's going to a fucking ecstasy rave. Um, but... Uh, I do want to point out that this is another example of people in the situation of a blackout that is a few hours long um, behaving absolutely insanely because I don't know why mobs of people would go to the royal palace in a blackout being like, I guess this is where help? like what
0: police do exist in london it's not like robert has to roll up his sleeves and fix the potholes
1: yeah especially because it seems like this palace is like not in central london it's like a ways away nobody's driving these people are on foot
0: <laughs> it's cormac mccarthy's the Royals.
1: but i don't know for some reason people are like i guess help is at palace even though it's the fur. it it's been in the blackout for a matter of hours I think um,
0: all of this is meant to tee up this idea that Eleanor is the true people's I, princess, to coin a phrase. I, I don't have a problem with that. But it's also just an excuse to get Willow and Eleanor together so that Willow can be really, really obvious about her crush on Robert. No, like, painfully so. My,
1: my, my, It's just that it seems like it's less a blackout and more like the Scarecrow gas from Batman Begins was unleashed in London. <laughs> Like based on how these people are. Re- but anyways, they let him in. They use Helena's luncheon food, her caviar
0: and champagne and
1: champagne, the the great and some cake. So good meal for everybody.
0: <laughs> Sarah Alice gets loaded.
1: Um, when Helena is released, uh, when the power is restored, she's like, is this my luncheon? <laughs> you did the right thing, Eleanor.
0: No I'm a
1: good character again this season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the pendulum has swung back and forth so many times. I truly have given up trying to keep track of that. Uh, so Robert follows, just wanders through the street. Yeah, first
1: he tries to catch Jasper, but he's too late because he's gone from the embassy.
0: He finds... Was he
1: trying to kill him? Not clear.
0: He finds one of... I mean, it's not like there's only one bridge, too. He finds a bridge, I guess... Is it supposed to be London Bridge, maybe? I'm not really sure. It's been a while, folks. Uh, And there's, like, the military basically guarding it to keep people from crossing over to South London to North London. This isn't East and West Berlin, you know? It's like they're two separate cities. Uh, So the... The mom is getting more agitated. The military isn't going to let people through. And for a second, this I was is, like, yeah. "Is this a turning point? Is the are the is the military going to open fire? And then there'll be public discontent with Robert." But I should have known. The Royals is not that show. Robert yeah. parts the crowd.
1: Yeah, he gives like a fucking uh, Bill Pullman an Independence Day knockoff speech where he's like, "Oh, we're." All part of the same London and we'll come together. Yeah, he said people will remember this is the
0: day we came together and united, like South and North London. I'm like, what? Like this is not Mr. Gorbachev bring down this river Thames?
1: It's a it's a blackout that lasts a single night. <laughs>
0: Uh, so he, like, takes a little girl's hand, even though she's definitely there with her mom, and
1: walks- Shannon had, like, a big- this is a big sticking point for Shannon.
0: There was one- no, there was only one child in the crowd, and he just, without, like, communicating with the family in any way, just was like, you're with me now. Anyway- What can I say? I'm a I'm a caregiver. I know that's just not how it works. (laughs) Even if he is the king, the funny thing is, as Robert is like slowly walking this girl and the rest of the people through, the soldiers are looking at him like he has a suicide bomb strapped to his chest. Like they are looking at him like he's going to order them to be executed at any moment.
1: No, um, yeah. uh, Also worth noting, uh, uh, basically his his speech gets filmed and put on YouTube, and everybody in this monarchy i guess gets their just like youtube is always where these speeches show up for these people and they decide oh this is good royal now um and this has
0: happened over and over the show has used this like surprise inspirational speech device so many times
1: um so uh the speech is very popular even though it got uploaded during a blackout i don't know (laughs) um anyways uh the uh, afterwards after seeing the speech the people come to the palace just in time for the power to return um, well and
0: the most important person who sees the
1: speech is Willow
0: because she's like I am falling in love with him he's like even a better man than I thought he was so Eleanor is egging her on and talking about like the great love she has with Jasper so when Robert returns to the palace I actually liked that they did it outside on this exterior set on the steps of the palace, he and Willow kiss. I guess in front of all those civilians who are walking into the palace.
1: Oh, they do? I thought they were about to kiss and Rachel interrupted them.
0: Oh, you're right. That's the only reason it hasn't been in the papes.
1: Yeah, so they didn't kiss. They a were royal about kiss to kiss. royal would sell some papes. Yeah, they were about to kiss and then they were inside. They were about to kiss after Willow was like, I want to be back on the list. Uh, and he's like, what took you so long? And she's like, "Oh, I saw a speech on YouTube. Ugh. and um
0: maybe she didn't want to be one of many on a list that's okay
1: then rachel interrupts them before they can actually kiss. but uh anyway um then all the people after they've been fed their caviar and champagne step outside and start chanting robert's name and the prime minister calls and he's like she oh, yeah she no he robert because we don't hear the prime minister oh voice. i th-
0: but the Prime Minister is a woman. That's what I got confused. I thought you are talking about the Prime Minister.
1: And he's like, oh, Prime Minister, one more thing. Uh, <laughs> does this sound like ceremonial power or something? And he holds the phone up to the people chanting his name outside. So now Robert is trying to restore the monarchy and end democracy. I don't know what his game plan is here. I guess... Th- Phase one, blackout. Phase two, (laughs) question mark. I don't think he
0: did the blackout for this, though.
1: I don't know why the fuck he did the blackout. Because
0: why did he go to find Jasper's ambulance if he did it just to gain popularity by, like, leading people across a bridge? Uh,
1: I really think the blackout was for this stunt. I think he wanted to create a state of panic and seem like...
0: I think it was a failed assassination attempt on Jasper because now Jasper knows too much.
1: I think maybe he could have tried to do both in one night, but I definitely think part of the plan... Was to to make him because he already did this thing. The speech where Jasper got shot was also in South London, where there's no jobs, more jobs happening, according to that guy's sign, yeah. and the utility companies won't go. So he's trying to like do this thing where he's clearly South London is a fucking war zone, and he's trying to like boost popularity by bringing together the North and the South or making himself popular in South London and hoping, I don't know, that the king can actually play a part in the political machinations of Great Britain. I'm not sure what his end goal is. But uh, anyway.
0: Shockingly, we haven't gotten to Jasper and his dad yet. There were so many plots this episode, and this is becoming a long stage of fools. So we'll try to power through. Basically, him and his dad wander the streets grumping at each other. His dad has like an almost Ayn Rand objectivism-esque philosophy of everyone in life is out to just help themselves and screw everyone else so you might as well be like that because that's the the way the world works and Jasper who himself has been a cynical asshole over the years and recently was involved in the torture of someone he's like no people are basically good they just want to get ahead in the world and like live in houses and have families
1: they also, <laughs> speaking of callbacks to things I never thought would be called back again, there's a callback in this conversation to Mandy, Lady Jewel Thief slash Eleanor's lover for a while.
0: I would go so far as to say fake girlfriend. I mean, it was real to Eleanor. It was fake to Mandy.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm probably leaning
0: too far from the mic.
1: Yeah. So that character is referenced again and implied that she also had a relationship with Jasper's father, which it's is- It's not weak. implied.
0: It's stated. They fucked.
1: Uh, yeah. So, but, That's uh, gross incidentally jasper's father says i got a new lady
0: and he's super obvious about it just the way the Duchy once Dutchie said, said something i've got a new man he's the count mm. from italy well,
1: yeah. you know what i will give them credit for this that they don't try to like hold off this reveal until the next episode i think they gave it the audience enough credit to be like they're gonna fucking."
0: anyway it all culminates with jasper and his father having this conversation in front of this really nice suit store and Jasper's like why are you even here you don't care about me
1: it's worth noting that they they um they run into that armed bridge patrol and for some reason jasper's dad knows about this tunnel and no one else in the world knows about this tunnel that goes through like to the palace i guess and he has like all this fucking history about this is the oldest underground tunnel in the world except for maybe this one in rome which was built Fourth out like he has like a weird encyclopedic knowledge of
0: historical facts
1: yeah and jasper's like you really you really wasted your great mind old man
0: the tragedy isn't all those people who got killed by history the tragedy is you wasting your gifts
1: yeah anyway but, they're yeah. out
0: in front of the suit shop and his dad's like i'm gonna smash the window to get this suit and tom Austin's like don't you spit that suit. Look at yourself.
1: I but think your Tom is too quiet to be picked up. By the
0: <laughs> we have been turning it up for him. Um, of course, you know, it ends with Jasper, like, walking away all angry. And then his dad throws a brick at the window to smash it. And oh, the brick doesn't go through. It's like reinforced um, glass or something. But, but the last don't worry. Line, he'll uh, get to it. The,
1: but I would want to note the last line that his father says to him is, Do you know why we need lights? Because the world's a dark place.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, his father is kind of selling the delivery. Really, the actor they got is ideal. We were calling yeah. him Bad Santa before. But it still holds up as a description. And I, I like Billy reason, Bob Thornton as an I, actor.
1: I realized this as, I was, as we were recording this podcast. Because I, when I was thinking about him, I was thinking that, oh, he's like an aging rock star type. And then while I was doing this podcast, I brought a Bill Nighy and I'm like, I'm literally thinking of Bill Nye—he from Love Actually. Well, he plays an aging rock star.
0: He's dressed like Bill Nye—he in Love Actually, and his hair is styled the exactly same. like Bill Nye—he's in that movie. He also has that sort of receding widow's peak, and his but his hair is somewhat more blondish, I guess I would say, to give people a frame of reference. Enough foreplay. We got to get to the climax of all of this.
1: Uh, so everything's settled. The power's back on, and uh, all of our hats, happy character uh, eleanor and jasper reunited uh, they
0: make out in front of the ordinary people which means that their relationship is going to be going public
1: so they sit down with uh, i think helena and cyrus like what a night and then rachel comes by and says i have the honor to announce Duchy's lover guy guess, her boyfriend viscous person. viscount of uh, italy guy and who could it be pan across the faces the first three no recognition Jasper eyes a bulging as his paw walks in and does like inglorious bastards level bad <laughs> Italian where he's literally like, buongiorno, buongiorno, arrivederci. Like, he just says a few Italian words everybody knows that don't really go make sense together.
0: He looks great, though. He's wearing that kind of tie where instead of tying it, you just wear it open on the inner sides of your jacket. And uh, I'm excited to see him and Duchy together in the next episode. And as Zach rightfully pointed out when you're watching it, Jasper should just tattle. Sometimes right. there's no shame in a good tattling.
1: The, the opening of the next episode should start right there with Jasper saying, that's my father, <laughs> because he hates this man. He knows he's up to no good. And there's no reason why he wouldn't immediately tell them. Now, what they'll probably do is have his father pull him aside and be like, if you tell on me, then X, Y, and Z. And X, Y, and Z will be an incredibly stupid thing that he should immediately go to Eleanor and be like, my, my dad said that if I tell on him, that's my dad. He said, if I tell him this will happen and Eleanor would probably be like, oh, that's not a big deal. We should tell him.
0: Yeah, because she's forgiven him for all kinds of other atrocities. And whatever
1: X, Y, and Z is, I guarantee it won't be Jasper's fault because Jasper has to be like a heartthrob good guy now. So it'll be like something that he couldn't control. So that if, so Eleanor being the understanding person she is would immediately be like, I understand we should, we should tell people that this con man is here. Taking advantage of my grandmother, who's a murderer. (laughs) Um, We're going to have to
0: banish her again.
1: But uh, also, um, the last thing I want to talk about briefly is I feel like this show... Once, if this show were smarter, this is a conversation we had after watching the episode, they would be a little bit less clear with whether Robert is evil or not.
0: And I actually threw my hat into the ring and said they would also make Liam more morally ambiguous because even when he does shitty things, they still frame it like we're supposed to feel sorry for him.
1: Yeah. I, I think that it would be better if we didn't know if Liam was full, crazy, paranoid or not. But we know... Because of a few things, they couldn't help but put in there,
0: like counting down to a blackout. Like counting down to the blackout. Why was there a blackout? By the way, has anyone mentioned why was there a blackout?
1: But it would be so much more enjoyable to watch this show if we were like, okay, maybe he was a little vicious with Catherine, but beyond that, we don't know that he has done anything actually truly like heinously criminally evil
0: yeah we've all said things we regretted in the heat of an argument with uh ex.
1: <laughs> it would be even better if like at this point in the show and they didn't have the blackout count, right and they didn't sh- and they didn't foreshadow the fact that he was involved with jasper's assassination that was just a, a, a suspicion maybe yeah and when liam and he had the conversation about Catherine, if robert had been like i regret the way i handled that like so that we as the audience would also be like, well, maybe Robert's not such a bad guy. And Liam was just being completely paranoid and was wrong. And we don't know for sure that Robert is causing fucking blackouts and wants to be and is evil secretly.
0: Yeah, that's why I was so fascinated with him as a character last season. I felt like because they would have these scenes where he was just on his own and he seemed to be upset about things or wrestling with coming back from being on that island or whatever. That was interesting because it made him more ambiguous, but that's pretty much out the window. I guess I am sort of interested to see where they go with this Robert and Willow plotline, just because she is, like, the Snow White of this show. Like, she is more above reproach than Eleanor or anyone.
1: Yeah. Um...
0: All right. We definitely gave our listeners a lot of food for thought, which is good, because I've been... <laughs> Caviar and champagne for thought. Because I've been thinking about it all day. What were your favorite moments or images from this episode? Uh,
1: you know, I think, I think the... I think the thing I enjoyed the most in this episode was probably just generally the story. Even though it was it was very plot light, um, it was the rare good use of hop all of these characters. But the storyline with Cyrus and Helena and Duchy locked in the uh, the alcohol cellar, I think, was rare good use of Helena. It was good form Cyrus uh and it was good to see Dutchy back and i think those characters work together uh i think there's a couple of other contenders in this episode but just for the sake of ease i'm going to go ahead and give mine to that just generally those scenes that take place in the cellar
0: I felt that same way about that storyline and i also really enjoyed it but i'll go ahead and highlight um Willow, Eleanor, Rosie and Sarah Alice because Like I said, I liked the girls being together. I liked them having a chance to do something that wasn't strictly related to romance, although it kind of came around to bite us in the ass in the end. But more than that, there was just some really fun moments and shots. Uh, I liked Rosie shooting the lockout, even though it was incredibly ridiculous. I was totally quelling over Sarah Alice's sailor suit i loved the images of like the glow bands on this really old tunnel like they would show just like pads yeah. of scattered multicolored glow bands across the floor um uh, but i will were... give a special mention to the moment from the cyrus plot line when he called liam a yeah. moron
1: <laughs> you were very you were very glad that someone in show noted that liam was an idiot because it was as you stated, getting to the point where it was ridiculous that these people would not be aware that this person was very stupid.
0: Yeah, they treat him like James Bond, but he's really just not, I mean, like we've talked about, he's not a good schemer. But putting that aside for a moment, even though this episode is already running long, I do want to toss one more question out there. If you could only pick one past I thought you were going to ask
1: why was there a blackout?
0: Why was there a blackout? No. If you could only pick one past character from any past season of the show to come back this season, who would you pick?
1: Uh, you know, before we recorded this episode, I would have had a, I probably would have had to stop and think about it more. I would have had a different answer even after I did, but uh probably Marcus.
0: Yeah, I thought about him too. My answer might be controversial, but I'm going to stand by it because I like things to feel symmetrical. Ophelia. Yeah. That would be, I think, a I get. would not be
1: totally shocked if she stopped by for, like, one episode.
0: Here's what I think. And if this happens, I might throw the TV out the window, but I'll be, like, happy, angry, and delighted, and just enraged all at the same time if she shows up in the last to be his loving.
1: I could... Theoretically see that. Because uh, me... Greta is
0: gone. Catherine is gone. Willow is interested in Robert. And if they toss Willow back to Liam, if after Robert breaks her heart, if he does, that's just insulting at this point.
1: Fine. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Which character that we have not yet seen this season do you least want to return? Ooh, that's a really interesting question
0: that we haven't seen this season. Yeah.
1: So that journalist Harper woman, not nah, she's out. We've seen her
0: oh I'm so torn um I'm torn between the sexy deputy prime minister and the guy that Cyrus sexually blackmails just because I'm tired of Cyrus making jokes about non-consensual sex that politician that he kept locked in a sex cage I don't need that ever again like we they played that out we had the fun novelty of the sex cage and I'm tired of the non-professional professional professional
1: women I guess I'll go with Dominique Jr. because I feel like we could just not deal with that storyline ever again
0: there are other people though like if I was in charge of running this show a lot of things would be different but I would bring back like Gemma for a cameo Maribel and Penelope would definitely be coming back
1: and it would be very nice also uh to get this season as we have ever uh, had every other season. something involving uh King Simon just like a flashback or even a dream or a proper ghost.
0: Yeah, I'm always I've always been strongly pro ghost on this show, but I would settle for a flashback because that actor is so good and he brings a very needed sense of gravitas to the show. No offense to our beloved James Hill, who does all that he can in the face of enormous trials.
1: I think that's all I got for this particular... Oof. And it's just in time, because I think uh, the power's going to go out in about 15 seconds.
0: Oh, no, he's counting down! What's he going to do to me? Ah! You'll hear for us from us next time if we survive.
1: Five, four, three, two...